a bunch of witty bitches. Hey, Papa. Hey, I have a quip. You have a quip. We'll put that for a quip. It's just cadals. Bado bado. Papa bado bado. Bado bado Welcome to episode 166 yep. of Witty Banter. I'm one of your hosts, Chase Williams, and I am joined by Hunter Dorsett. What up? And <clears throat> I'm the president of the world, <laughs> Max Scott. <laughs> I'm the president of the world, Max Scott. I'm the Scott. president of the world. I mean, that's one thing, but uh, I've had an eighth grade teacher tell me that I'm the king of the world. Wow. Sarcastically? Like, were you being an asshole? Yes, as in she thought yes, I was absolutely. a dick. And I'm oh, like, yes. wow, you're an eighth was grade teacher. Same why person, are you so mean to me? Was that the same person who Did said that you... she plant the seed in your mind? You walked around like that? Didn't she say, like... Yeah, she was like... You, you just walk around like, like you think you're the king yeah, of the world? chest out. <laughs> you're like, what? Because, <laughs> like, Hunter, you know... I'm like a 14-year-old boy. You weren't really, like, that that shitty of a no. kid. No, 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 no. You know no, what no. I mean? It was all environmental... Just the people I was around. I feel like you were being judged. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. She like pulled the me crowd and you... Jonathan Wilcher oh, and no. like Buddy Brown because we were wow. the biggest jokesters. Yeah, like then, to have a good time. And then she just picked on me because I was a football player. And I'm like, absolutely. Come on, come on man. That's what you get for being ripped, man. <laughs> Sorry about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's about that life. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, Witty Banter is known for beer and spirits reviews. And I want to get to ours rather quickly since we have somewhat of a packed show. What are you guys drinking tonight? Well... I don't know, man. You gotta, you gotta lay yeah, it on. See, this is this is where I come in because I saw this beer and I thought of Hunter, which exactly. I think is kind of blasphemous. <laughs> but is, go I, ahead. I got right here. I got Texas Secession. All right, <laughs> this is going to be a blonde ale from Braham Braham Brahman Brahman Brewing Brahman? outside Brahman? of Richmond, Texas. All right. He saw this, saw Texas Secession, and thinks. Hunter. That's what I thought. And you I'm like, when the Texas pride reaches its apotheosis. Yeah. The only next step is just to succeed and distance yourself from all others <laughs> the in the world. Philosophical beer. Like a, yeah. yeah, damn, that is very true. Dude. Where you go over the tip, right? But that's and you start just, degrading again. I just, that is not a. You're not down with I the secession, a, bro. I think Texas secessionists are some dumb motherfuckers. You just, you like, think about it, okay? I have thought about it. <laughs> That's the thing is I have thought we about separate, it. We separate. You know, there's plenty of countries that are smaller than us. No, Texas. I get it. It's just like that moment that we're like, we're going to secede. Yeah. We just immediately F ourselves. And like no one's going to want to do business with us over the U.S. No, think about it. We've the got union's like, going to be like, what are you doing? People might think that this is like a really good thing. Like finally, you know, maybe they break it up a little bit. You know, America's not too big for its britches. Drink You're a little piece me, off. Max. Think about Austin, a liberal city. You know, that's the capital of our new nation. <laughs> I'm thinking, but they wouldn't even want to do it because what? the secessionists don't want the lib- most liberal city to be the capital. Anyways, all this to say, mm-hmm. blonde ale. Blonde said? ale. Okay. Did you three, get an ABV on it? Yes. 3.9. 3.9. Is that high? Is that low? That's that sounds low. low. Yo, okay. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was not very high. Um, but, uh, you know, it's still If we're going to break punch. away, we got to be sober for it. That's true. Yeah, don't get too ahead of yourselves, right? We gotta we're not going to have clean water, so we're only going to have beer <laughs> that we can clean, use. Yeah, and it's practically water anyway. So okay. it sounds pretty good. Yeah, but that's, that's all I got on it. Uh, it does have a rating on there as far as like how good people tend to rate this beer. So I think at the end of this, I want to see how close your rating is with the people. There's a, on the front of it also, there is a dog 
Yeah. With a Texas flag bandana, and there are it sounds very hunter to me. There are stars yeah. around the circle that the dog is framed in, saying "Running Walker." Thank so you. I don't know what that means. I feel but like that's your future dog when you finally get that house that you've always wanted. Get that hound. You get a get a hound to there's go with the house. There's so much projection. There's a going dog on, on your t-shirt, right literally right yeah, now. Yeah, there's a dog it's right a, there. Hey, this is wiener dog. This is for Rocky. That's good Rocky. Old Rocky, Shotzi. Rocky. Whatever. What you got going else. on, Chase? So I'm going to be going back through um, some of my whiskeys before getting on to um, the vodka that I want to review because now we're actually posting to our Instagram account again. And like the whole philosophy behind having that account was to take pictures of what we reviewed on this show and put some of the tasting notes from the episode. That way you could go to our account and theoretically like see the history of what we reviewed and like be able to pick stuff out or whatever. Dope. And okay. honestly, I can't even tell you much of how these whiskeys have tasted over these past few months just because they're kind of in one ear right out the other. So I'm going to go through them again and be adding them to our account. So this is the... Westland single malt uh, American oak whiskey, which I remember liking quite a good bit, which is kind of why I wanted to have it again. So that's what I'm drinking. See, that, that's cool, though, because you went through them all and now you're an experienced whiskey drinker. You are a whiskey connoisseur. Yeah, now, you've leveled up, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're you're going new game plus right now. Yeah, you're going round. new game plus, right. right? You know what you're doing. <laughs> yep. You're gonna ease right through it. I got to it. keep all the high level glasses. <laughs> absolutely. And all my skills carried For over. Sure. Absolutely. Sure, the critiques are going to be a little deeper. be a little hard. Taken away. Yeah, this yeah, is incredible. Yeah. For sure. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for your new run, man. I can't wait to see what you uh, have to say about it. Absolutely. Maybe I'll try a new build. Yeah. Do a new class. Yeah, maybe who knows? A tequila drinker or something. Yeah. New build. Oh man. Right on. Cool. Um. We got just some random topics to talk about, so let's just go ahead and start it off. This is Woody Banter. Okay, first thing I want to talk to you guys about is last Tuesday, I went and saw Jack White in concert. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And the show was very good. The set list was pretty damn cool. Darian and I were on the railing, which was pretty sweet. Right got on. a very good spot. But I want to talk to you guys about something. Jack White and basically every show that I've seen would always have somebody come out before the curtains came up who would say, please don't film on your phone. Please don't be taking pictures. A lot of people um, would have like in this sold out show, a lot of people would have really wanted to be here. So please be present by paying attention to the show. Yeah. Cool. And I always understood that sentiment, thought it was pretty noble. Mm -hmm. Right. It's gone a step further now at the gates. Jack White had the security take everybody's phone, put them in these little pockets that were then sealed with like a magnet, almost in the way that like clothing items have those tags that have to be like taken off or whatever with like a device. And so everybody on the way in has to put their phone in these little baggies. And for the entire show, you do not have access to your phone. And it's not until you leave that they have a device that unlocks it and then you get to take your phone out and leave. And I understand the sentiment, but I want to know if you guys think it's a little, it's a step too far and maybe a little pretentious. What do you, what do you feel? Well, my gut check reaction is that that's a little too far. Yeah. Right. I understand. Like I said, like you said, I understand the sentiment the idea of coming out and being like, please be respectful of the artist, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, 
more usually when people film it's with the idea of like posting it mm -hmm. or something uh, as opposed to the like more genuine idea which could be to like capture memories which is like to film something or to like photograph something you might want to look back at them later right yeah but if he doesn't want you to then i would look at him and i would say all right that's fair i won't do that right obviously i'm a perfect moral person right <laughs> all of my morals are 100 percent in line and not Everyone's always everybody is like that right or so sometimes values. you have to take the step further to prevent that that being said to maybe throw out this sort of like sheet i mean to say a punishment is like a, a wrong word because obviously he's asking you to go a couple hours without your phone but I don't know if I would be able to do that. Like, what if I needed to stay into contact with somebody or like if that was like a crucial, yeah. if I needed to, like that could change how I approach the show, you know? Yeah. What if I got lost yeah. from you guys yeah. and I needed to find you and yeah. I couldn't find you, mm -hmm. right? Maybe that would ruin the show for me in that sense because I couldn't spend it with my friends because we had that. Obviously, I, I understand what he's, what he's going for, but I think it's a step too far unless maybe somebody has another idea. No, I, I completely agree. I, I, I like the sentiment more than I like the reality of it. You're literally collateralizing your experience. Like you're like, it's like, it's like when you go to a, like a, a place and you have to give up your ID in order to be able to do whatever it is you're going to do. I'm like, one, it's, you are putting a lot of trust in that venue that they have the organization in place to make sure that you get your phone back and that you won't lose it or it won't get stolen. Right. Um, and two, I completely agree with the idea of, you know, either needing it for an emergency um, you know, or even if it's not an emergency, just the ability to be able to contact people that you need to contact. Right. Um, I mean, the phone is a little bit more than just a picture taking device. And that being said, I mean, if I really wanted to take pictures and stuff, couldn't I just take a Kodak or something or like take yeah. a disposable camera or just a, a, a camera, a digital camera if I wanted to. So I don't know. I, I think I'm a little, I like the idea because I like, I would like to just put my phone away if mm -hmm. there was kind of like a set system in place where it's like I felt comfortable. Maybe if it was like put your phone in a locker, right? Like remember whenever we went in Japan and you just like put all your stuff in a locker right before we went to that party or whatever? Like I liked that. I thought that was cool. You get to put some stuff away. You feel good that it's secure. But I don't really like the idea that I'd like have to in order to experience the show. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it, there's also the side of it where, like, I've even been at Jack White shows where they come out and say that, and still people, like, will film. Not as much as at other concerts where I've been at other concerts. It's like, I can't even see the stage almost <laughs> three-quarters of the show because everyone's got their fucking phone in my face. And it really does ruin the concert for yeah. me. Hmm. And in that capacity, like, you don't have to worry about it. I do think it's less about you actually taking pictures away. Like, if you did have a digital camera or whatever, I don't think that's going to be, like... A deal deal breaker unless you were filming like you would a phone or, or something like that but it did feel like a little bit too much even though I like I didn't even bring my phone to the concert which is kind of funny hmm. like that's just kind of how I roll like I rarely even <laughs> take my phone out roll. of my house at this yeah. point like in my life and like it wasn't a problem for me and kind of watching like people deal with the nervous energy that they had and not being able to grab their phone was kind of funny to me, you know, and I was like, good, I hope this kind of shows people how dependent they are on it. But at the same time, I was kind of reminiscing about that with like Cole Blair and he was like, yeah, but at the same time, like that one night isn't going to change anybody's behavior. And I don't think that's what they're trying to do, but that's also true. You know, like, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I guess pe- I was also happy that people were exposed to just reality of unbroken observation for three and a half hours, you know? Right. Yeah, I think there's a couple of different lenses to look at it through. I don't think that it's, I don't think it's like bad bottom line, and I don't think that it's a bad idea top of the line. Right. But I think just the logistic of having to take somebody's phone away from them just it strikes me as a little odd. I mean, what I mean, you a, kept it with you, you kept it on you, you just couldn't access it. Oh, well, Wait, that's what? different. Yeah, so it's in this little like pouch. I thought that they like collected it. Oh, so you still have your phone on you technically, but still, it's in a little... Yeah. See, that's oh, different. Oh, that's yeah. a little bit more reasonable. Yeah, no, that's more reasonable. Because yeah. I thought that they were collecting it and My be bad. like, yeah. you were going to get this back after the show. Yeah, you had to go like back a through a line. and like, Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too, dude. That's fucking... That's next level. <laughs> I like that. I yeah. think that that's fucking cool. I endorse that way more than, yeah. the, than the former <laughs> yeah, idea. Fucking totally swayed yeah. on that. If you just get to keep it, but it prevents you from doing the things they don't yeah, want you to do Yeah, especially if you it. could maybe like text or contact through the bag or something. If you could like, yeah, if you could see through it, so you could at least see like a text from like, you know, your mom saying, hey, I need to talk to you real quick. <laughs> yeah. and, okay, I got a jet, right? Yeah. But yeah, holy, holy moly. Yeah. Interesting. That's, that's pretty advanced, man. Interesting. That's wild. That changed the entire perspective. That does. I don't like, yeah, that yeah. 100% changes it for me as okay. well. So another thing about this show was the crowd was pretty weak. And this is now like the second concert I've been to in San Diego where the crowd has just been like really lackluster. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who feeds off of good crowds. And Jack White is an artist that is also very much like he doesn't use a set list. He's always like feeling out the crowd to like change the experience, which is really fun. And this crowd, like I was standing next to people who had been in line for hours and they couldn't even be bothered to like move their head or like, hmm tap their fucking foot to the beat dude and i just don't understand the mentality of of how that's even possible and this is going to be a huge stretch but just bear with me and i just want to get your thoughts okay here it comes but in a world where we have our phones where entertainment is literally like just a tap away at all points in time where right. kind of the, ma- the I would say the vast majority of people who don't have a lot of self-discipline are quite literally just tapping through 10 minutes of entertainment all day long, scrolling through feeds all day long, constantly being presented with new things all day long. There seems to me almost be this like malaise that's come over people where things that are like spectacular and entertaining just don't, they're can't, they can't even be bothered to be excited about them. Like the look on people's faces around me was almost the look of like, okay, I'm like, go ahead and try to impress me. Like impress me now. Oh, like, what is this? What am I looking at? Not like, oh, I'm happy to be here, you know? And it just really fucking bummed me and Darian out. And we talked about it like for the next day and a half. And we just, I don't know how to feel about it, man. Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from for sure. I think that sometimes the outer projection or the outside of how somebody looks doesn't always like demonstrate how they feel on the inside. I think that like if I go to, I've kind of had this, this revelation recently because there, I go to rock shows and I go to metal shows and yeah. it's like a completely different experience where like when I go to like a rock and roll show or like a show that's like less intense than a metal show, the crowd is just different. Just for me or? and it's very tame and it's because i'm going there and like generally speaking i'm like 
I am kind of like watching and observing and taking in this, the music a lot more than I am for like the crowd experience. Yeah. And of course that's different because I haven't like, it, those shows are usually bands like the silver, some pickups or others that are fairly like, oh, like melodramatic might not be the right word, but like mm-hmm. emotional or something that's not necessarily like wild and supposed to be this like big dancing or like moving experience. Well, when I go to a metal show it's completely different and I go there for that sort of crowd experience and I'm going there and I'm trying to move around and I'm trying to like be aggressive with everybody and I'm trying to like feel the energy of the room, but I don't normally feel that way outside of metal shows. And that's why I like to go to metal shows. Yeah. So I wouldn't even hold a concert like Jack Black or Jack White to that standard when I went there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just where I'm coming from. Well, like I, but that's the thing is that is the standard because when I first saw him in London, it was the, like I've never been to a rowdier crowd in my life and that is compared to the metal shows that I've been to and then in Austin his crowd was super into it and like he brought the fucking house down Mm. because of that and so I usually expect that kind of thing and I've also been when I went to Slayer here in San Diego the crowd was lethargic as shit dude yeah and like that's Slayer it's just old people's metal band (laughs) man that's not what I I was expecting (laughs) yeah Chase I I I would be lying if I'd say that I was I hadn't fallen victim to this from time to time. Um, I think, you know, what really gets me fully invested in um, like getting stoked and out of that malaise uh, has been like so. When I went to Radiohead, like just going to Chicago to do that, like I was like, all right, I'm here. Like I traveled however far in order to be able to do this, right? So, like, that was immediately sort of, like, when I was there, and we even had uh, issues getting tickets and getting in the venue, so it was really much, so much, like, this is my favorite fucking band. I traveled a long way to get here. It was hard to get in here, so, like, I'm gonna really go all out for this one, right? Also, like, just being around my best friends and, like, when they're really getting into it, it helps me get into it as well. Um, But I think if it's just one of those things where, like, you know, if you you were just kind of like, yeah, this would be cool to do, and then you're in the same city you've always you live in, and maybe you don't know the person's songs a whole lot or whatever. Like, it, I think it is kind of harder to get people as jazzed about sort of those sorts of events as compared to you know, maybe a decade or two decades ago where like that was the most exciting thing that you were going to do or see and you didn't have access to seeing like, you know, the entire wealth of all things going on, you know? So, I mean, I think there is just a natural, you know, sort of, uh, I guess, progression like that. Desensitization. A little bit of a desensitization. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Um, and, And there's also just the idea of opportunity cost where it's like, you know, is this the coolest thing I could be doing? Which isn't, a, which is a fucking awful attitude to have Absolutely. for sure. But yeah. um, I, I think it's still latent. I think, I think that's kind of built into how we think about things a little more now. But I, I still think that it's totally like, I don't think it's outside of you know human. Because I mean, you you do it. I'm sure yourself. I mean, like it's 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 not outside of humanity's ability to get tapped into the zone and be present and stuff. I think just for a lot more normal people, maybe it's just getting to be where you have to get kicked into it somehow or something. Right. Like something has to really yeah. set you off. That's like, it almost has to be more than just 
like a show. somebody showing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a show going. Right. I just like I even legitimately felt bad because like I, like I said, I don't understand. It's one thing if you're like in the back or in like the, the seats or whatever, but mm-hmm. if you're the person who stood in line for three hours and you're looking back at the person on stage, like they were somebody you see every day. Like I literally felt bad for the people performing because I was like, if I were to look out at us, I would feel like I was fucking up. Like mm-hmm. why aren't these people even? dancing at least a little bit you know mm. like we've come to put on a show for you yeah. i don't know it was just weird man what also like um, what do you think separates i mean obviously there's like a concert mentality of like going out there and people are usually standing in that stuff too but like what about any other sort of like production or show like theater theaters or like fucking even like an orchestra or something or like, like, a, like people are out there and like enjoying it but without like putting their body and emotion into it and sometimes they can or body and like I don't know, you know, but without like dancing around, you know, yeah. but they're still like emotionally feeling this music mm-hmm. in a certain way. And honestly, sometimes in a more sincere way. So sometimes those people could be like maybe taking it in in a more like personal and sincere way than somebody who's there to like dance and have a party or like feel like they're th- like, you know, a part of this like party or this part of the show as opposed to like really going there and being like, I identify with this music. I want to see him perform it live. Yeah, I think it's totally plausible that you can you can be completely present and enjoying it and maybe not outwardly projecting it somebody's looking at you and saying that's what that guy's going through right right but i think with a concert like jack white or like any other sort of like rock upbeat show you would imagine to see a little bit i think it's more of like the culture of the of the music music. you know like i just think the stakes for any sort of seated performance are much different and on a lot of the times like if i if i was at a concert where people weren't expected to be like standing up it would probably would be like a very much more relaxing kind of thing but mm-hmm. i don't go to rock shows to relax you know? <laughs> yeah it's true yeah 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 no i agree disappointing right. i'm sorry about that man it's okay no the the set but the set list was awesome cool. like he played a lot of songs that were if you were to ask me like hey what do you want to hear tonight i would have listed several of those and darian and i had a great time just on our own but i couldn't help yeah, like shaking the, he, those feelings, you know. He uh, generally he like adjusts the set list for the crowd. Could you feel that with the songs? Did you feel like he adjusted the songs maybe to adhere to the more mellow crowd or to like more oldies to like get them yeah. riled up about the oldies? It it really it just seemed more like the interstitials and the transitions between songs, which can be really elaborate and cool with him, were just kind of more mundane. Like yeah. it just seemed yeah. like he was ready to get on. He was with like, it, all right, here's you know? the next one then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ooh, exactly. that stinks. <laughs> That's bad. All yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hunter, did you have a little something you wanted to talk about before I moved on to my next subject? Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um, I don't know if y'all have listened in or seen anything in the news about Elon Musk recently. Not recently, no. I have not. So, uh, I mean, he's somebody that we uh, in in Tesla we kind of like uh, tap into every once right. in a while. On October on August seventh. He sent out a blog post and a tweet that basically said that he was considering privatizing or reprivatizing Tesla again. And he basically said, I'm thinking about making Tesla go back to private and selling off all our shares at $420 per share, funding secured. And everyone kind of freaked out because one $420 a share was almost like $100 above what their current price is. So it shot up the price really quick. Yeah. The immediate next day, the SEC's like, um, 
we're gonna yeah, put is in that a legal? yeah we're gonna put in a probe to see if that's something that you actually have the ability to do because yeah. if you can't do that then you're lying and you're basically provoking some sort of yeah you, madness you can't be an executive and say false statements in order to drive up your stock price um, so he did that and there's been all this freaking controversy about it he's re- since uh, recently sort of dispelled with that uh effort he was like i you know i thought it would be easier than it actually turned out to be like going through those sort of uh that thought process and like uh, it would be more <laughs> reckless yeah more distracting and and i guess like uh, cost ineffective than i actually thought it would be um he had an interview where he was like talking about how you know how much personal strain he has through his businesses he's like i usually end up working like around 120 hours a week and i i rely on ambien in order to be able to sleep and all this stuff and so he's just like us yeah i mean it's it's weird i guess like what i would say is one that it's kind of like a scandal that he got caught up in with this whole privatization thing because now he has the sec like doing a subpoena to like find out if he like tried to basically there's a lot of people that think that Tesla is a very risky and not a good stock, so they want to sell it. So they want to yeah. they want they are incentivized to make sure that the the share price goes down. And they were what they could say is like, well, Elon Musk is tired of people trying to drive his price down, and so he like did some announcement to push it back up or whatever. Ooh. So that's illegal, though, right? Yeah, it's totally illegal. You, yeah. you can't. Yeah, it's very illegal. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, so like that on top of some of his like Twitter antics and stuff. Um, doing the whole not a flamethrower gig. Um, you know, I, I feel like he's on this weird cusp where he's like between uh, like genius and crazy right now. Yeah. And I almost Call wonder. The Kanye zone. Yeah, yeah. He's getting, he's reaching Kanye <laughs> status. He's getting into the Kanye world. And first, I would just ask, like, what do you think about, because he announced this via Twitter. What do you think about the fact that it is becoming more and more prevalent where big news is hitting social media as almost like the formal declarative statement? And then two, like, do you feel like it, 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 all the legality from a, from a bureaucratic sense of it standpoint, this guy made Tesla basically off his own ingenuity and he's been lauded and praised for his, you know, his go forth and sort of, even if it's not good for the budget, like do it for the good of the world kind of yeah. thing, right? Um, do you think that he should be able to kind of make an announcement like this, even even if it's not the most sort of uh, ingrained and normal way of announcing something like that? Yeah, that's interesting. I don't really know like how that works anymore, given the fact, because he said this probably just on like Twitter or some sort of social yeah. media, right? Yeah. So it's like... Usually it's like through the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, normally like, it's a, yeah. you're giving a statement, yeah. right? Like you give a statement a through release. the press, right? But now the press is your account. Yeah. Which is wild because then it starts to say like, now you can't even talk about what you want to do. Because like at the end of the day, like all he was really saying was like, I'm thinking about like, this is what I want to do. I'm yeah. thinking about doing this. This is my, this is what's on my mind. It asked me on Twitter, so I typed yeah. it in, right? <laughs> And then now everybody's saying, like, oh, 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 that's fucking illegal. You can't because this involves a huge business, a million, a bunch of jobs, stock that people are invested in, and it like changes the stock market yeah. from a Twitter post. Yeah. That's insane. But that's just the responsibility I think someone of that stature brings on by nature of being who they are. Right. You know? And I, I do think announcing things through Twitter is 
is like kind of fine and is the way of the world and we see it happen with video games in the in the video game industry all the time and a lot of times it's just easier to do that because everybody's already following your feeds every day to watch for news Hmm. and it's easier than honestly the effort it takes to email outlets and and with the way that journalism is having to shift anyway because basically the world the internet runs on ads and all that shit like they don't really have the power anymore and it doesn't bother me that um, people can sort of use Twitter as like if it works, it works, hmm. you know, then why not do it? If you can use it that way, then that's your your privilege and your prerogative. So go for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like it kind of sucks to hear that kind of gaff be associated with Elon Musk, because I definitely know that like the Simpsons avatar communist people of the social media sphere at this point in time have really turned on Elon Musk and like right. people who fucking hate capitalism love the shit on Elon Musk right now. Yeah. And I'm, I haven't really been keeping up with why. Uh, um, and I'll give you, and so, I'll give you a last sort of question. You know, a lot of people are really questioning like, is he kind of like losing it a little bit? If, and a lot of people are saying, you know, Steve Jobs had somebody come in and help him to take Apple to the next level. Mark Zuckerberg had somebody tell have Facebook take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just them on their own. Justin like, Timberlake, yeah, <laughs> and right. yeah, and Timbaland. Yeah, um, about a billion dollars. Um, yeah. <laughs> would Tesla be the same sort of excitement and like? Would you be as on board? If it wasn't, if 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 a lot of if he did what a lot of people are asking him to do and like have somebody kind of run the company, if like if it's no longer an Elon Musk show, yeah, does that even is it even the same to me, equation? It always anymore? will be though. Like it to me, like he is the father. Like he birthed the thing. His DNA is in Tesla, and I wouldn't mind at all if he was like, I'm basically like I'm gonna be a board member, yeah, and may I'm gonna oversee things and it's going to run the way it runs. Cause to me, like Tesla's, I know his mission statement is to like literally change driving for the world. But in my mind as like a car company, they're already, they've done it. They've made it. They're in like fully mass produced cars that many people, I see them everywhere on the road as frequently as I see any other nice car. Right. And so like, you know, you've, you did your thing, man, move on to like, get rid of all of the esoteric stuff that's keeping you awake at night. Like, you don't have to work 120 hours. Like there's people in the world who are built to do that. And I'm like, I attribute a sign of like industriousness and genius to those types of people. But at the same time, like I also don't worship martyrs and it's not cool to kill yourself. Mm -hmm. So fucking stop. I I tend to agree. And, and since Tesla has already created the paradigm shift, that's already being felt by the entire car industry where there is a the desire now for people to have cool electric cars. Yeah. So now Volkswagen, Mercedes, all these major car companies are 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 almost fully committed to having a very robust electronic or electric car offering. And so it's like that's almost the paradigm shift. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be Tesla cars on the road in order to have changed the future. Right. Right. So it's almost like, yeah, just start putting your freaking ducks in another basket or whatever, whatever what the to phrase the, is. <laughs> yeah, put, put your ducks in the put, other basket. I don't think yeah, ducks you know, in a basket. All those ducks he and sometimes you got to break a duck, dude. Right. Well, uh, yeah, work on those fucking underground tunnels. Whatever happened to that thing? Yeah, the boring. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that was me. Right on.
Sweet. Um, well, let's go ahead and end the witty banter section now since we've gone about 30 minutes or so. Take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment. Sounds great. All right. Beautiful people. If you want to keep up with the show after the microphones have turned off, be sure to follow us on social media by searching witty banter show on Twitter and Instagram and liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash witty banter podcast. Want to steer the conversation or be a part of the show? Just go on down to wittybantershow.com and leave us a suggestion for a beer or a question for us to answer on the show. And if you like what we're doing and you want to support the cause, head on over to iTunes and leave a review. And feel free to share it with your friends. Let's get back to it. Let me tell you guys about my whiskey because, yeah, I remembered right. This whiskey's awesome. Yeah, please Sweet. do. Good. It's, it's like... I'd probably give it like a mid to top tier shelf in terms of where it is in price, you know, like not an everyday bottle, but maybe a special occasion. Um, But I think like Hunter, this would be a great whiskey for you to try if you wanted to get into sipping whiskeys more often because it is not smoky like at all. It's it's um, while it's not like overly sweet, it is sweet. It's got a milk chocolate characteristic characteristic taste of honey. Um, but it's like super rich and I was reading some tasting notes, uh, during the break and people were talking about, uh, they, they gave the descriptor of like waffle cone with it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's actually perfect. Like it really embodies like this, uh, the type of sweetness that I'm tasting and almost like the aroma that comes with it, you know? Mm -hmm. And they, they say it's very like creamy and like a custard like sensation in the body i'm like that's fucking spot on so i'm gonna lift that off the internet um nice. so yeah man this one's really really enjoyable it sounds cool what was the name of this one again this one is the american oak westland single malt whiskey good to know okay interesting all right man uh, what do you think yeah. about this whole secessionary beer picking up any waffle cone or like custard <laughs> creaminess on our uh, beer or like milk chocolate <laughs> Aromas, water, yeah, and um, now it's it's very very light. Yeah. That being said, I don't feel like it comes across as though it's like. I I think it's hard for me sometimes. I think when something has a little more alcohol or a little more just flavor profile, Mm -hmm. it's easier for me to sort of assign whether or not I think it's well made. Of course, it's like all. I think it's always been the crux that whenever I'm reviewing something with a lighter profile, it's almost harder for me to give it. Uh, you know, the idea that I think it's well-made. I do think that this is well-made. I think it's just very light and very, very drinkable and sessionable. Yeah. Um, so sessionable. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very short taste profile. I think it's basically just like you get a little hint of like malt and uh, uh, water and it's just like, it's just in and out. Yeah. Down the back of your gullet. And I, I mean, there's not a whole lot of other tastes that I'm picking up on it. I think it's like almost meant to be like that. So, well, I think I agree with you yeah. for sure. Like I, like you were saying, it's kind of hard to, you know, pinpoint things to talk about when it's such a light and drinkable beer, mm-hmm. right? Obviously you don't need to like have no characteristics in order to be a light and drinkable beer. Right. Right. But this one does kind of go the way of just being like a, a very instance of taste when you try it, like yeah. you were saying. The malt is there at the very beginning, but not for very long at all. Um, it would be kind of hard to pick it out of a bunch, right? Mm-hmm. But that being said, I'm still enjoying drinking it. So Yeah, completely filtered, a nice, you know, kind of golden blonde look to it. Um, we didn't get a whole lot of crazy head on it. No. Um, but 
Yeah, it's just, dare I say, straightforward. Oh, that's the first straightforward of 2018, man. Yeah, that's I feel like he's been joking. waiting to like, <laughs> lay that out there. <laughs> it's got to mean That was the end of a commercial now. or something. Yeah, I know. Oh, wow. That's a throwback. <laughs> yeah. Only the OG it's got, it's got, listeners. It's got the nostalgia. The, the yeah. HD straightforward stamp. I love it. That's cool. a good stamp to have. Cool. Awesome, man. All right, Hunter, I know that we got a game coming up that's going to pit Max and I against each other again, so let's just get it on with it, man. I'm running, I'm running my, my competitors high. I don't normally, I'm not normally a competitor, but yeah. after the last game, I'm feeling really good. Not Chase normally a competitor? Him. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Oh, he, oh I guess on the game, okay. He's not usually playing the game. Right. Yeah, I'm not usually okay. the game player. I'm usually the game provider. <laughs> gotcha. Chase, you got to be getting salty at this point, right? Because You know... I've yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's really no way around yeah, it. Chase, talk about it. <laughs> um. Okay. So, uh, what are we game playing? Game warden coming at you with another game this week. Coming uh-huh. at you. We're gonna do a. Uh, we're gonna do a higher or lower. <laughs> or lower. Awesome. This week. It's a good game type. I and like game. um, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna lay out the rules like this. Okay. Y'all are each going to have three guesses at whatever the true number of the figure that I'm going to mm-hmm. put out there is, right? Um, and y'all are each going to do it in rounds, right? So you'll right. say a number, you'll say a number, then I'll say either higher, lower, or in between what mm-hmm. you two people have said, right? Right. And um, basically by the end of the third round, whoever's closest wins, yeah. we're going to do five questions. And cool. so we're going to see basically who can guess the most. It's a little trivia based. Right. So maybe you'll have some insight into this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really just, uh, I'm just going to tell you higher, lower, or in between, whatever you two guys said. Right. And then on the very last guess, you don't tell like the person before the other person if it's higher or lower, right? Right. Like for instance, if I said, you know, how far is the sun from the earth? Mm-hmm. If you said 10 miles and Chase said 12 miles, I would say higher. But if you said 10 miles and Chase said 100,000 million miles, I'd say in between, right? Okay, cool. That way, y'all both kind of know. And that way, right. your your guesses don't inflect on each other necessarily. As Smart. Well. Okay, I get it. I like it. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do this thing. Okay. So each of these has a little intro into the question. <laughs> I love it. Satoshi Nakamoto is oh, the boy. name used by the unknown person or people who developed Bitcoin authored the Bitcoin white paper, created and deployed Bitcoin's original reference implementation. Evidence shows that the, that the bulk of the first 36,000 blocks was mined by one computer, which can only have been Satoshi. To date, how many Bitcoin does Satoshi Nakamoto believe to hold? How, how many, many people Bitcoin? do pe- How many Bitcoin do people believe Satoshi Nakamoto holds? I'll start. Wow. I'll say 36,000. Max, what do you say? It's got to be higher than 36,000, right? I don't know. What's your number? <laughs> okay, I got, I'm going to say uh, 80,000. It is higher than both of your that's guesses. What I thought. So that's your first okay. round of guesses. And I'm so now I get. 200,000. Oh, okay. now what? I was going to say now maybe Max goes first since you went first the other time. Oh, okay, I'm that's sorry. fair. Yeah, I'm going to say 500,000. 500,000, Chase? I'll say 200,000. It is higher than both. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Jesus. Okay, so, so this right. guy is literally a quadrillionaire. Yes. 
<laughs> well, no. <What? laughs> that's 100. That's the truth. Uh, <laughs> okay, 10 million. 10 million Bitcoin? Mm-hmm. All right, Chase, what do you got to say? 4 million. Okay, Chase wins. Damn it. 10 million was a little high. Fuck. The, uh, the total answer, there was an analysis done in 2013, mm-hmm. and according to the detailed analysis, Satoshi Nakamoto allegedly ho- owns 1.148 mm. million Bitcoin. Okay. Right on. Which means That's whenever lot, it was getting dude. up to like, yeah, whenever it was getting up to like 20,000 per Bitcoin, he was at like top 50 most rich people in the world. That's got to be pretty good, right? No one knows who that motherfucker is. Well, he's, who cares? Yeah. So how's he going right. to cash that check? All right, yeah. man, Chase, you just took that one. That's Max fine. got a little overzealous on that one. It's all right. I was, uh, you know, I was swinging for the fences, you know, so. But okay, fair now enough. I'm ready to really take it back a notch. Okay, the next one, guys. Wilt Chamberlain was an American basketball player. The seven foot one center is considered one of the greatest basketball players of all time. And in the 1961 and 62 season, scored the highest number of regular season points for any player in any season of the NBA. How many points did he score in that season? Okay. I kind of know this. Or I think I yeah. might know this. See, I, I have an idea for like what his highest scoring game is, but I don't know what total points are. So who's I mean, going first? Gonna get, uh, I mean, I'll go first. I think it's like 125. No, no. Oh. Throughout the season. This oh, isn't the, the highest season? scoring game. Oh, in that game. Oh, okay, highest, gotcha, gotcha. The, What was the total number of points that he scored in that season? And I'll give you a rough estimate that they were playing around 80 games at that point. Okay. All right. So 80 games times that. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like I'll say a good old-fashioned 1,000 points. Chase? I'll say 1,200 points. It's higher than both of your estimates. Okay. 1,350 points. 1,800 points. It's higher than both of y'all's estimates, and you're really low-balling this motherfucker. Okay. I mean, if... All right. 80 games, guys. 80 games? Like, if he scored 10 points a game, that's 800 points. Think of the math. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 4,527 points. 4,527 points. Chase. 7,500. All right, Max is going to take that one. Yes. That was a very good solid guess. Yes. Uh, the total number of points was 4,029. Nice. And he, that was an average of 50.4 points per game. See, that's unusually high for like a <laughs> basketball bad. ball. I'm just saying, I'm looking at like the standards of today, which is like 20 points. Well, he left. was seven foot one in a six <laughs> yeah. foot one NBA. He also scored like 125 yeah. points. <laughs> Didn't they have to like make the rule that you had to dunk the ball or whatever because of him? Well, that it's that he ball. couldn't dunk. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just like ridiculous. He just They're had like, to like place it above the net and just drop it in. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he was not built for this game. <laughs> yeah, oh, he was built for the game. <laughs> Too built for the game. Okay, guys, number it is one to one. Awesome. Number three of five. The coolest, most totally awesome dude in Hollywood is none other than Keanu Reeves. True. The That's actor, right. musician, director, writer, and producer made his fortune from acting in many hit movies, including Point Break, right. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Great. The Matrix Trilogy, Chase and the movie. John Wick films, among many others. His net worth is reflective of a dynamic and diverse career and will yeah. continue to expand as his career does. 
Despite giving away nearly $75 million to the Matrix Films costume design and special effects team, Dude. as of 2018, how much is Keanu Reeves' estimated net worth? Wait, he gave that to the Matrix? $75 million to, uh, to the costume design and special effects team. We kind of did a story on that. But, oh. um, and some of these... Dude. Yeah, some of these are based off of wow. past stories and stuff that I've kind of extrapolated a little bit. I like bit, it. So. Very nostalgic episode. The question is, how much is Keanu Reeves' estimated net worth as of 2018? Okay. Chase, you got to go first this time. All right, $182 million. I think it's higher than that. I'm going to say like $250 million. It is higher than both of your estimates. That's what I thought. All right, $380 million. $440 million. It is lower than both of your estimates. I can't even remember what I said before. <laughs> you said, you said 380. You said 440. But fact is, it's lower than 380. Uh, so if I'm going to frame it, right, I think you said first 180 or 250, mm-hmm. and you said 380. Right. So this and is the last be round. Somewhere in between there. Yeah. 305 million. Where are you 304 million. Oh, you asshole. <laughs> well, Chase, you like that asshole because you got that point. God I'm all it. about that asshole. That's right. You were really all about that <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, you were really close with 380. As of 2018, Keanu Reeves' net worth is estimated at $350 million. Damn. Yeah. That's, a, that's more than I expected because I know he is such a philanthropic dude. But also, at the same time, he doesn't spend his money on like fast cars and shit, so... I guess that makes Probably sense. Probably just sitting in a room somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> All that money is just... The odds are good. Yeah. That uh, he's sitting in a room. All right. So, Chase, that's two. Max, sit what's with the guesses, man? Look, man, you want it to be a fun game or do you want it to be a steamroller? Okay, game? I, okay. I got you, man. I mean... Everybody I, I, loves a comeback. I truly do understand the desire for competition. And yeah. that's why on this next one, uh-huh. we're going to talk about... The segways. The good old state. Mm-hmm. That we are, well, that's the segue into the actual question. Right. The phrase, everything is bigger in Texas, is commonly known due to the state's massive surface area and pride-filled constituents. Mm-hmm. At 268.5 thousand square miles, Texas is outmassed in surface area by a surprising state, Alaska. Larger than all but 18 sovereign countries, how many square miles does Alaska cover? So, I'll repeat what I said about Texas. Thank you. <laughs> Texas is two. <laughs> Texas is two hundred and sixty-eight and a half thousand square miles. So, how many square miles do you think Alaska is compared to two hundred sixty-eight thousand? Gotta Texas? be bigger than two hundred sixty-eight thousand square miles. Yes, it definitely does. Right. But it's huge. We know from our from our geography it's, yeah. that Alaska is a large state. 400,000. 400,000 square miles from Max. What do you guys say, Chase? 620,000. It's larger than both of you. What? It's wow. larger than 600. Plot twist. You said 600. How much is 600? 620. 620. 20? 750 square miles. 1,000. 1,000. 1,000 square miles. Yes. 820,000. Is lower than both of your estimates. Fucking So Chase said six twenty. You said what seven hundred and fifty thousand. So it's between those two. Where it is. 
Right smack dab in the this middle. Could be the game right here. Right smack dab in the middle. Seven hundred thousand square miles up to the dot. Six hundred and ninety thousand. Chase just took it. No. How many was it? Six hundred and sixty-three thousand. Dude, square miles. We were close with the six hundred and twenty. Yeah, the six hundred and twenty right. was a very good front guess. Think well, of all those wolves running around. Chase, you won. But give me the pity one because I wanna I wanna play this. We next got one more. We got one more game in there. You could put Chase if you want. You could put double on it. <laughs> <laughs> Chase is like I'm not gonna do that. You get real spicy. A lot of things I could be doing. Uh, okay. All right. The last one for funsies. Yeah. The Simpsons is an American animated sitcom and is the longest running scripted primetime television series in the United States. Cool. On November fourth, twenty sixteen. The series was renewed for a 13th, 30th season, extending the show to May 2019. How many episodes have The Simpsons broadcasted? Mm. Oh, my God. All right. Who's, is it me first again? Yeah, you're first. I'm going to say 1,200 episodes. That's got to be pretty close. I'm going to say 1,300 episodes. It's lower than both of your estimates. Okay, uh, 805. 900 episodes. Lower than both of your estimates. Okay. How many episodes are in Bleach? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you talking about One Punch? Or One Punch, yeah. So this is the longest running uh, television. I'm just just curious if One Punch has it beaten. It does. Uh, One Punch has like 1,100 or something. Uh, One Piece. One Piece, yeah. Oh, yeah, One not Piece. One Punch. Yeah. One, One Punch Piece. has like 12 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, lower than 805. I'm going to say 720. <laughs> 719. There you go, Max. There we go. There's that final Limping over the finish line. Line. <laughs> Almost came back. <laughs> From December 12th, 1989 to the present... The Simpsons have recorded over 639 episodes. That is way more than that for some reason. Yeah. Well, 30 seasons, 25 episodes a season. Yeah. I was using (laughs) DBZ as like a barometer or how many total episodes of Dragon Ball and everything there is. Right. How many are there of that? I mean, I think Dragon Ball Z has like 350. And when you add Dragon Ball, it's like 400 and something. Yeah, Dragon Ball GT? Super had like 150. Yeah, Dragon Ball God, Super does that's have a lot. That's insane. Yeah, so. each one more unwatchable than the last. Yeah, it's crazy. But, but to think that they have more, they have more episodes than Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super with actual content of like satire right and different story, yeah, like different yeah. different things, plots going on. that start and finish within each one. Yeah, it's very impressive. Very little charging up. Cool. Well, I appreciate y'all uh, indulging me in the game. I appreciate of the game. It's well a done, fun game Chase. Type. Now we've all got to win under our belt. GG's. It's a good start to the season. GG's. GG's, everyone. <laughs> you all don't right. look happy. <laughs> GG's. Don't look at me. <laughs> GG's. That's all right. We can cheer you up with some with some uh, listener questions. Yeah. Or let's give me a, give me a fun question here. Yeah, we got the mailbag. Mail. First one comes from Dunter. What is one of the best or one of the worst purchases you have ever made? Dunter hipster sauce horset. Oh man, that's a really good question, and hmm. I wish I had a better like a good answer to go for it. Yeah, um, I really fucking love my couch, man. Like, my couch is just done. Very well. I just think it's very comfy. 
Um, it's like, you know, gallery furniture saves you money. Does oh, it? Mattress yeah. Mac. Uh, I mean, also just like, I fucking love my microphone that I'm currently using. Mm, yeah. And so like, microphone. it's very close to home. And then when it got stolen, it was like a baby got ripped out of my arms. <laughs> and then, uh, then I had to go purchase another baby. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, well, I got to get a new baby now. Luckily, babies are replaceable. <laughs> right. We've got baby insurance. Oh, man. Yep. I'm going to say... I, w- I was tempted to say my record player, but that was actually given to me. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the worst purchases I ever made was the Xbox One. That thing sucked. <laughs> yeah. It was just like a ball and chain on my ankle until I finally got rid of it. Right. I remember um, one of your uh, least favorite purchases, Chase. What's that? It was it was that uh, magic deck that was all about like drawing cards and you remember that? Yeah, because like, that was just me throwing like, money at cards <laughs> and like not even reading the rules on them. That was just me wanting just like, to beat you. Oh, this doesn't work the way I thought it did. Yeah. <laughs> but out of that d- disappointment spawned the true research. The tricolor. one of the most dopest decks of all time. Yeah. Right. Um, a necessary evil, a necessary mistake. Yeah. The Xbox 360, honestly, was one of the greatest purchases ever. It's one of my favorite consoles of all time. It's and a pretty I've smart purchase. And I got like hours and hours and hours of entertainment out of that. How are you feeling about the Switch? I love the Switch, dude. Like, I think it's fast yeah. approaching one of my favorite consoles, period. Like, it's so? just, even when I'm holding it, it's just like adorable, you know? <laughs> It's just yeah. this little gamer screen that has all these cool little gamer games on it. Nice. That's true. What about you, man? Um, worst purchases I've ever made. Like I, I know I've made quite a few in my life for sure, right? Um, one thing that I think I like advocate but I never use is my Chromecast. Really? I will never buy that shit. Yeah. I like have I one. I use my Chromecast. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Day. It makes a lot of oh, sense. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry. In the Chromecast, I like bought it and it was like something I thought about for a really long time. And I put it into my TV and I've used it like the first day and I never use it again. And every time That's I move my TV, every time I move my TV or like bring it with me somewhere, my Chromecast is almost like, oh, yeah, I got to unplug this. And then I plug it back in wherever I go. And I keep plugging. It's always in my TV, and it comes with me everywhere, but I never use it. Is it just because you have a PS4, which does all the same shit, basically? Exactly. So it just doesn't... I think I like. I think I bought my Chromecast, and then Mortal Kombat 10 came out, and I was like, okay, I got to buy a fucking PlayStation 4 now. And huh. then I bought that, and I think it really outweighed my... I my, guess I just like... My Chromecast. I'll always find stuff that I can't stream using like an iPad or my phone. It makes a lot of sense and then to be I able just to put anything you want. Chromecast up on everything your TV. on the internet. That makes right a lot there. of sense to me. I, I felt it. like I'm in the future. I'm like this is the this is the next level. I'm on you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna make it one of the best purchases I ever made. Boom. That's what I'm gonna do. So. I like that. Thank you. It was a worse purchase and now gonna it's gonna, gonna be it a best. future best purchase. <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Thank you, Dunter. Another question from Dunter. If you could be any mythical creature, which one would you be? Dunter, Bonkelbach, Horset. You know, it's hard, it's hard to not say a dragon. I mean, I've researched so much about dragons from Dungeons and Dragons right. that it's just like... They, so, like, one of the things about dragons that I learned was that dragons can often speak every language... And they can shape shift into whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, dragons are like way more than just fire like and wings. Really OP. 
Yeah. They can literally just be like, I'm a dolphin or I'm a rat now or I'm a this guy. I'm a yeah. human. You know, that's pretty. Yeah. And they're all like interested in learning about people and be like, oh, fucking dumb human or like me. You're just really in a mortal shank sung. I mean, yeah, that sounds man. pretty good. It's really like it's like hard to say anything other than a dragon for me just because it's like right. they're pretty OP. I mean, what are your really are your options as a mythical creature? Right? Always got a unicorn. Any creature nah. that doesn't exist in real life. You got a griffin. Yeah. You know, you got phoenix. Be a gorgon. How is a fucking be unicorn? Be a cyclops. Like, when I look at some of the animals of the world, like, how is a unicorn not, exist? not an animal? Like, yeah. that seems pretty reasonable. It's literally like a There's narwhal and a horse put together. We have narwhals, yeah. and we don't have unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> That's already just like, what? Yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, I might have to piggyback. I mean, obviously, all those other animals suck compared to the immortal um, quadrilingual well, What about dragon. an elf? Elves are immortal. They're typically extremely wise. They can drink yep. wine until the sun comes up. That cool cities. I guess I wasn't thinking fastidious. about like people types. Because I would say yeah. vampire. Ooh. I don't know, man. Really? Vampire yeah. seems like it comes with a lot of baggage. Yeah, there's some baggage. You got to adhere to a lot too, of shit. <laughs> yeah, that's going to get Fine, real I'll say an elf, dude. Part. I'll be Elrond, mother. You know, I'll be one of them guys. All right, that's, that's better than being a fucking vampire. That would eventually like suck. Vampire is like almost always regrettable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's what makes it interesting is the tragedy. And that's the romance, dude. Yeah, that's why it's so tragic and great. <laughs> you know how hip and goth you look? Yeah, that's true. Do you know You're what impeccable in. taste and alternative 80s there's, music you would have? Yeah, there's always a subculture of like the college scene that will always be down to hang with you. So It's yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, sure. Griffin would be pretty freaking cool, too. He's right? just a flying fucking flying <laughs> You're not guy. even an intelligent animal. Yeah, you're just... But you can fly and you're rowdy. Like, those two things what, don't What, a go dragon can't fly and is not rowdy? But I mean, the dra- nah. to be a mythical creature, you almost by default have to be rowdy and be able to fly. Almost. What about uh, what about Pokemon? Be, be an not a mythical beast. If you could be a Pokemon, what would you be? Oh man, fucking! Because you wouldn't just automatically say Charizard, would you? No, I would be like Scyther. Scyther, that's such a <laughs> no. Don't be Scyther. He's a big bug, dude. <laughs> Fucking be Mr. Mime, you know that guy's Mr. Mr. No, Mime. No, no, no. I'd never be a <laughs> bred to be a butler. I always thought Kabutops was really cool. And I always thought like Haunter was really cool. Cubone. Well, to be a ghost would be sweet. Cubone would be Mar- fucking well, sick. Marowak would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's the coolest Pokemon. Let's be real. Marowak. Marowak is awesome. Okay. Um, I mean, you could be a. What's like the 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 sea dragon one? That one's pretty cool. Lapras. Dra- dra- dragon. Lapras. Oh. Yeah. Onyx, which is a ground dragon. That sounds to be pretty crazy. <laughs> Dude, yeah, being like Zapdos would be pretty cool, too. I mean, honestly, just be Mewtwo. <laughs> and you're sure. just like uh, all you're conscious. a psychic conscious. <laughs> you're conscious. Yeah, you're conscious you're of yourself. Really that sounds pretty tight. <laughs> you can say words other yeah, than you Mewtwo. Yeah, you can speak. <laughs> so that sounds pretty dope, actually. Thank you for the question, yeah, Denta. Denta. All right, the last question comes from Dooney Ray. And he says, truthfully, what prevents Uh-oh. each of you from playing Tekken? What pulls y'all towards Street Fighter, <laughs> TBFC, yeah. and Guilty Gear, and not Tekken? Right. I want to hear any and all reasons. <laughs> also, why have you guys responded to my invites on Tekken? Yeah. You have pending invites in the on Discord all of your PS4s. For weeks. <laughs> Nobody's coming to How the Tekken. How many do I have to send? I am spread very thin. I don't own Tekken, so that's a start. That's a good reason. Yeah. 
Should have never bought it. Chase, smart. do you own Tekken? I own Tekken. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Tekken's really cool, and I would totally want to play it, but it's definitely overwhelming, and it's hard to get into, and I have a specific connection with Street Fighter that's personal, and it goes beyond the game itself. So obviously I'm always going to feel more attracted to those characters. I feel like Max looks at Tekken the same way that I would look at like World of Warcraft where I'm like, do I really want to dip my toes in that? Because once I'm in, I'm not coming out. (laughs) I I really feel like you respect the shit out of Tekken to the point where you're just like... It's the best fighting game. You're just like, either I'm going to go all in and just lose myself in it or I'm not. Whereas, like, I'm like, I don't, it's almost because I'm getting the idea that there isn't, I'm wondering how much casual depth there is. it just sucks to suck, all right? (laughs) Everybody knows that, okay? Words to live Well, I suck at most fighting games, so. You don't suck at Dragon Ball Fighters now. That's why I don't call it most fighting games. (laughs) That's why I said most and not all. Um, I'm just wondering how much casual depth there is in Tekken, in that. I think uh, if it's something that I know I'm not going to dedicate a lot of time to, if it's something that I can actually still enjoy. And if you're with it. other casuals, I think it's like one of the funner games to play casually because really? you can just press buttons and like button and direction combinations. Feel? It's very like things happen. <laughs> and if you see him flying or fly into the air, you try to like tap stuff to keep him in the air. And it's very casual friendly in that sense. But not like if you're trying to learn and get into the competitive scene. I think it's more likely that I would play Tekken than Street Fighter and Guilty Gear. Probably. As far as like something that I would sink time into. I think we would probably be on level if we played Tekken against each other. So The thing is about all these games is they're basically alive, except for Guilty Gear. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you can't get matches online. Plain and simple. You know? Wow. Really? And I found a... Oh, they're I found, all alive. I, the f- I thought you said a lie. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're <laughs> all alive, I mean, except for Guilty Gear. You're following <laughs> me, right? <laughs> That's bold. The one yeah. truth. Um... I found it like I actually took steps to potentially engage in the community and I found a discord um, where people can get games and it's active like people are on that yeah. thing getting matches and I should really dive in but like Street Fighter is just easy to understand wrap your head around execution is very low and I have fun with it and that's why it's been fun to play casually lately and it's like if I'm going to dump time into actually learning a game that like it would that's what it Tekken takes. I'm gonna do that with Guilty Gear, you know? Like there and I guess if he's asking why I prefer Guilty Gear over Tekken, like to me, Guilty Gear is just it makes me feel like I feel the feeling I get when I'm performing well playing Guilty Gear is unlike any feeling I've ever felt in other fighting games where there is a sense of momentum and that is very fun to like start and keep. And I really, truly feel like when you're beating the other opponent, you're outplaying the other opponent. You're not just getting lucky and things like that. And I'm not saying that that's the way it is with Tekken. I just, I haven't played Tekken enough to know what that feels like. But when I look at Guilty Gear, it's the art. Um, It's my past experience with it. It's me going to Japan and playing Guilty Gear in an arcade. It's all of those things, right? So it would be great if I had enough time to be good at all these games. But when you compare like, my hobbies in academics, my hobbies with wanting to play other video games outside of fighting games, and then the time it takes to actually be good at fighting games, like, you can't really do all of them. You, you know? gotta decide, yeah. You gotta I'm almost pick. just wondering, I like that we all have our go-to games. 
Yeah. I'm almost just wondering if we just have to decide on a middle ground, maybe something like Soul Calibur or oh, something. That's, that's very easy to get into. Where we all just kind of like say like, look, this is where we're all on the same. I feel like if we got into Soul Calibur, Dooney would be pissed. He'd be like, guys, I'm going to play 3D <laughs> fighter. Are you kidding me? What the fuck? We love Bandai like, Namco. Witcher, Geralt. Like, Geralt. You can't give it to me. Has anybody seen the new character trailer for the new bad guy in it? He looks pretty cool. I think he looks cool. In Soul Calibur? Yeah. No, I haven't he seen looks it. It's pretty fucking tight. Nice. There's the story mode looks sweet too. They also announced like a wow. cool a, like yeah, the way that Soul Calibur 3's kind of was where you like roll around a map yeah. and like fight people. It's very cool. I'm actually probably going to buy that game. Well, I kind of like that nobody's maining DBFZ because it gives me more time to really Andrew's to getting into it, man. Andrew he did. He, really he, likes he it. texted me the other day. I was like we had a pool party so I wasn't able I was really not uh, sober enough to take him on, but he mm-hmm. He DM'd me and was like, "Yo, he slid in there. Let's get, <laughs> let's get after it." That's funny. He never DM'd me. That's uh, interesting. Oh, oh. I, he Started had to get that, that same team. He, he had to, <laughs> he had to, he had to re-salt up. You know, yeah, like first. get that salt settled. Yeah, get the salt levels down. Yeah, thank you for that's the, the question. Thing, that's yeah, yeah, like that's the thing we talk about all these fighting games. Is I'm, li- I literally get excited to get into all of them, and then I just understand that. I can't dedicate eight hours a day to practicing, and that's what it would take to be at the level I'd want to be at literally all of them. So, right. Yeah. Sucks. Of course. Yeah. That's true. There you go, Dooney. There's your answer. No Tekken for you. Why don't you play Street Fighter, Dooney? Yeah. Why don't you play DBFZ? He's indulged me in DBFZ. Why don't you play Guilty Gear, Dune? (laughs) Dune the Goon? Yeah, for real. Goonie Ray. Um, Got it. All right. Thanks for the question, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. I will say that this single malt whiskey is freaking awesome. And if you ever see it and you maybe want to buy a gift for somebody and you know you're going to be partaking in the gift, pick this one up. Uh, If you're at a bar and you see it and you want to try drinking whiskey either neat or just on the rocks, this is the one to do it. Super sweet. Very rich. Fucking awesome. I like it. Yeah. Sweet. So Texas Secession... Um, I guess recently I've been kind of like thinking of an event and then how that event inflects on my gesture. Right. So this event slash gesture is like, I got invited to this, uh, to this, uh, what's it called? Like a, it's not a lake. It's like a ranch, maybe a lease, like a hunting lease. Okay. And so I go out there. I don't really know that many people and I come up and everybody's just, it's, it's nighttime and there's people like sitting on the porch with rifles, just shooting rifles and shit. And I'm okay. like, I'm a little uncomfortable. You yeah. know? <laughs> and then I walk, I, I kind of like walk up, try and like be cool, make myself comfortable. And somebody just looks at me dead in the face and hands me this beer and doesn't smile or anything. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm cool, man. And then he just insists that I take the beer. And I'm like, right. all right, all right, fine, man. I'll take it. And I'm kind of like uncomfortable with it. But then I try it and I'm like, this is like nice and light. And like, I'm not offended by this. Right. Yeah. I feel like if he really wanted to like fuck me up, he'd give me something else. So like, I can handle this. I get that. I don't because, mind this because it's like an allusion to the to the beer itself. Yeah. You look at it <laughs> and you're like, "Ooh, that's a little much." Yeah. I'm not it sure has if like I, the entire Texas Declaration I'm not of Independence. Sure, if I that. agree with this beer. Yeah. And then you crack it open and you take a slurp and it's just like the rest of them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like everybody else. We're all the same taste on the inside. Except for those damn unionists. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> Fuck those hoppy unionists. Yeah. They're American hoppy <laughs> Yeah. 
But yeah, right pretty good, man. I think I think it's a very like pick up and put down beer. You can put this in a cooler and bring it out to the river. You bring like sixty of these bad boys and just throw them out to everybody. Absolutely. Yep. Cool. All right, let's put a let's put the end on this one. Episode one hundred and sixty six. Woody Banter can be found on iTunes. Hit subscribe. All the episodes will show up every Friday. Rate us on iTunes. Spread the word if you're a new listener. Tell your friends if you enjoyed the show. We'd very much appreciate it. You can find episodes on our website, wittybantershow.com. Uh, and then you can follow us for updates on Twitter. We're at Witty Banter Show. I am at Bodacious Chase. Max is at probably Max. I want to I want to post or, or plug uh, Hunter's YouTube channel, but Hunter, it's it's been there's a lot of dust gathering over there. It's, it's quite. He's dusty. working on his next video. He says it's going to be the best one. Yeah. So it's going to be worth the wait. Yeah. Just I imagine. just just uh, don't even plug me this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just uh, don't even plug it because it's going to be so good. Yeah. Hunter has a band that you can find on Spotify called Casual Interference. You should listen to their music. That's going to be soon. Yeah. There you go. That's soon, what you should too. be plugging. Um, so yeah, go enjoy that. Thank you everybody for listening. Max Hunter, good to talk to you as always. We'll see you all next week. You too. Bye. 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 Bye.